Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Gooey Fame. Goo, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing, maybe not great, but like pretty good. <laughs> I was telling you, I'm like 100 years old. I got this giant knot in my back. It's It makes me feel like I'm just like paralyzed from my shoulder over. Uh, oh no! But other than that, pretty good. Pretty actually, I, I would say great. Other than that, we have to do some live uh, stretching in Dude, the middle of the episode. I, let me tell you a story. So I came home from for lunch today because I I volunteered to deliver something for work in the in the neighborhoods so that I could come home, and I and I pick Sam up because she comes home for lunch every day to let the dog out, and I pick Sam up and I'm like, my back is killing me. Like, can you? Can you, like, get your elbow in there and, like, try and get this thing out? And she's like, all right. And Sam is not a good masseuse. She <laughs> she gets offended when I say that. That's oh, true. No. She always She's always offering to, like, massage my shoulders if they're sore. And I'm just like, ah, no. No, thank you. Whoa. Um, ungrateful. Well, it, it's like, it just hurt. it hurts, man. Like, she just, like, pinches skin and rubs skin and, like, maybe it's supposed to hurt. I don't know. Anyway, so she's she's got her elbow in my back, right? She's, like, she's got the, the tip of her elbow. It's like Brock Lesnar on Randy Savage. <laughs> she's just pounding away at my back. I'm screaming in agony. And my dog runs over. He thinks I'm being murdered. So he runs over and he sits. Takes to, he's, her down. First of all, he sits on my head and then he starts like <laughs> licking my ear to see if I'm okay. And he's going crazy because like I'm just I'm I'm screaming in agony. My wife's <laughs> lack of, of subtleness and her masseusing <laughs> techniques. So yeah, I'm I'm there and like he's stepping all over me. She's got her elbow in my back and it still hurts. So nothing was achieved, unfortunately for me. <laughs> She's laying it on you. <laughs> She was, yeah. I couldn't stop laughing she for a minute because like, you said uh, you said Brock Lesnar on Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, and shit. I was picturing that match, which is insane. <laughs> oh, that would be a better match than uh, that. You know what? I was kind of thinking Randy Savage too because I was gonna go for a flying elbow joke. Oh, and, she did. Uh, I guess uh, I guess I just mixed them all together. She she got you with the flying elbow. Yeah. The do- the dog with the assist. Oh man! Can you imagine that with Brock and and Randy? That'd have been a barn burner. Yeah, I'm sure that would have been cool, actually. Oh man! Um, all right. Well, we got. I feel like we got a lot to get into here with uh, The Witcher season two. So I I reckon that we should just go ahead and and dive right in. Unless you have anything you want to plug, any thoughts that you no, want to just, unleash before we go? We just recorded a cool. Patreon bonus, so you should go listen to that. Uh, we talked about... Uh, and the only place that you can listen Ooh. to that is patreon.com forward slash virtual theater, by the way. Yes. We li- we talked about They Live. We talked about the Activision thing that happened recently in Microsoft, and uh, we talked a little bit about cartoons. It was a great... Bo- it's a bonus yeah. episode. Go check a little, it out. A little Martin Scorsese in the MCU oh, God, no. action going on there. <laughs> We've got to avoid that oh, subject, man. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's let's avoid that and let's just get <laughs> right into The Witcher because there is like there is so much stuff going on here. Um, so I figure maybe we just kind of start with the basics here. Um, how did you feel about The Witcher season two in comparison 
to The Witcher season one, generally speaking? Um, I pretty much, I pretty much enjoyed it overall. Um, and it's sort of because I came to it like, um, I enjoyed season one and I wasn't probably as hot on it. And just because it has more to do with like, you know, how TV is now, I just don't really like the, you know, stretching out one story really long when I just want to see a episodic show where the Witcher witches, you know? And so because that was like, that was definitely there in the first season, but it wasn't that prevalent um, overall. I sort of went into this one, not just being like, all right, I'm just going to take it for what it is. It's not my ideal type of TV show. Uh, I get that I'm kind of out of the program with this, so I'm just going to take it for what it is. And because of that, I thought it was overall pretty watchable. Like, it was really good, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, main complaint, I will say it did lack um, episodes where Geralt fights five dudes at once. (laughs) Um, There needs to be more of that. (laughs) It would be perfect. That's funny, because that was my... Biggest complaint as well, and, and which is funny because I'm I'm not necessarily a, a big fan of like episodic uh, storytelling. I, I like like serialized storytelling where there is an overarching plot and an overarching theme. But I actually thought that The Witcher season one did a pretty decent job of balancing that. Where like every every week was like a monster of the week, and like Geralt was fighting it and whatever. But like there was also kind of like the the ongoing, um, you know. Like the the talk with Siri and trying to figure out her thing, but yeah. like moving Yennefer and Geralt forward, and like when they cross paths and stuff like that. So I I did kind of miss that a little bit um, in this because like it's certainly you know season two certainly moved the plot forward, but it it didn't um, it didn't necessarily always like scratch the uh, the ass kicking itch that like I mean you want to see Geralt do his thing and like. He does in a lot of episodes, but um, not not everyone. I actually think that episode one of season two was probably the best episode of The Witcher, like that there is. I thought that episode was awesome. Uh huh. Um, where they're in like his friend's house, and there's that monster thing there, and there it's kind of they were kind of playing with the theme of like what makes a monster, and his friend was like, "I deserve to be cursed," kind of deal. Um, mm. I, I thought that that was great. Uh, yeah, pretty scary monster, cool fight. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Hmm. And like a and like a cool messaging too with it because like Siri uh, is kind of convinced that his friend doesn't deserve to be, uh, you know, cursed or whatever, and and this guy very clearly does deserve to be cursed. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I thought that it was like a cool, I thought it was a cool message. I thought this was probably the best episode of of The Witcher, but then yeah, you don't really get. I, I dare say that I can't think of another like monster of the week esque episode that that played out um, here i guess like fights the tree in the next one the tree monster i think yeah it is. yeah he he does maybe maybe they just did they just did a better job of like disguising the monster in the week and, and like weaving it into like the main there's some ups where it, it's just really not there which is kind of yeah yeah um and yeah i i feel like i would definitely say the first season looking back on it now i I I think I said this at the time too, but I I think I like it even more that I think it does do a good job of like providing an interesting storyline every week 
while just kind of also advancing the uh, finale storyline, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, forward. Uh, I think it could have been better, but still, this, I feel like it really... Yeah, it rarely... Even even if you don't like episodic storytelling, I think there's a thing where, like, within the episode, you could tell a more... Um, a more interesting story, but I think the problem in this is that they often have to, like, uh, overlook things that could be fleshed out and, like, kind of cool if it was, like, more of the focus of the episode, but it's really just moving the plot forward. Um, right. A good example I can think of is when, like, uh, Yennefer and Kahir are, like, they're, like, traveling with these guys in a sewer. You remember that episode? And, like, a monster kills one of them, and they're like, how could you leave him behind? And then at the end of the episode, that guy who was like, who left him behind was like, oh, I only watch out for my back. He selflessly like causes a distraction that's going to get him killed to help Mm -hmm. everyone else. And I feel like the episode, because it doesn't spend enough time on that character, uh, it even just a little bit more, I think would have made it, that moment more impactful, but instead I was just more like, okay, cool, then get on the boat now. <laughs> you know, it, it just didn't really right. work for me. And I think that's where you could have just made that an episode, like introduce this character and give us an episode where we follow his kind of story. And that would still advance the plot forward. But at the end of the episode, you're on the boat, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all, actually. Um, but just to, because it sounds like I'm picking on season two of The Witcher, I, I think I like season two of The Witcher as much, if not more, than season one. So I don't want to sound it like I'm dogging cool. on it because um, I, I do think... You know, I just think the world is kind of fun. Uh, we were sort of dogging on the world in the first season of being like... I, I liked it a little bit because it felt kind of like fantasy TV show um, and not, you know, overly serious. But it was kind of like halfway between that and I, I think I said in like Game of Thrones... And I think I really clicked into it a lot more this season. I don't know if it's even changed, but where I was like, oh, no, this is definitely a little heightened, you know, fantasy, like uh, heightened in a in a more over the top way, but still taking itself seriously. You know, I, I really clicked with that tone this season. Yeah, well, I think that it, the like season two looks better, like to me, like you, you go to um to episode one of the witcher when they're having that ball in um series hometown i can't remember the name of it and, and and then you look at the the final episode where siri basically goes back to that and like that flashback and like they look totally different like one is well lit it's well designed it's like everything just looks like way more polished in season two i think mm-hmm. and, and, but like yeah you have you have these really awesome locations i think the mansion in episode one was awesome the witcher hideout is awesome so I think I think generally speaking, like things were were looking really polished and really cool while still kind of maintaining some of that like grittiness from season one. But to your point about um like all these other characters, like that dude on the boat who who sacrificed himself after he watched his partner die and just left him there to die, I think that like The Witcher season two like kind of sacrifices um like exploring those characters in favor of just like really diving into its, its main characters, you know, in this season. So like you get a lot of like looks into Siri, you get a lot of looks into Yennefer 
Um, yeah. You get a lot of looks into some of the other characters as well that you didn't last season either. There are some characters that are like really, uh, you know, much more clearly defined in season two. Um, so I, I think that they did that at, at kind of the expense of these Monster of the Week stories. And I, I'm mostly okay with that, actually. Yeah, I am too. I think it's sort of a result of just how shows like this are made now. Like, they just, they're not going to make... Like, for to make a show that, like, I <laughs> would like in this regard, like, tweaking it to how I would like would also require there being, like, ten more episodes, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> it would still have all that mm-hmm. other stuff, but, um, it like, they would be s- separated into their own episodes where they're kind of fleshed out. So, I get it. I get they're not going to make a a sprawling <laughs> sci-fi TV show. It's not the nineties. Um, right. So I, you know, I took it, like I said, with a, with a, not a grain of salt. I took it for what it is. And I, I wasn't like, why won't you be perfect? <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's, let's talk about some of the, uh, some of the happenings, some of the characters, some of the themes for season two. Cause there is like a ton of stuff actually to get into. And we might as well just start with, uh, the big boy himself. This is my wife's like perennial crush is Henry Cavill. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. So she was very excited to watch Witcher season two. So let's talk about Geralt of Rivia. Obviously, the biggest uh, the biggest thing for him going on this season is learning how to be a father. And I think that they did a really nice job, actually, of uh, of kind of showing Geralt a, a little bit more of a softer side, but like he's still got that hard edge. I would actually say that like. When when you look at your three main characters for this season, I feel like a, a lot of like a lot of uh, development went into Siri in particular, but also Yennefer and, and Geralt didn't like not that he didn't get any characterization or development or stuff like that, but he he was already pretty well established in the first season, so I kind of felt like he was like um I don't know not not the same, but like he was the most steady of the three. Where like he yeah like yes he's adjusting to fatherhood and stuff like that but like this is very much the Geralt that we know and like he he still believes in what he believes in in the first season okay and, yeah you know he he's I don't want to say not grown but like he he's Geralt and it didn't really change from the last season yeah I mean I I do think though with his interactions of the other two main characters you do see you get to just see a lot about him uh by the way he acts um, alongside what those characters are going through, you know? And I think his relationship mm-hmm. to those characters is always interesting and cool. Yeah, and, and I was trying to word what I was saying in, like, not a negative way, because I, I don't think that it is negative at all, actually. Like, um, it's it's kind of like when you're watching The Dark Knight, like, that show is interested in, in exploring the Joker and, and Harvey Dent into and kind of Gordon oh. a little bit. Whereas, like, Batman was so established in the first movie that, like, you like you kind of didn't need to... Like, you did explore him and his relationship with those characters, but, like, it wasn't, like, the, I don't know, the primary driver. I don't know if what I'm trying to say is making sense, but to me, I was just, like, it was more interesting watching Geralt with, like, other characters than it was, like... Like, I feel like Geralt didn't come to any kind of big, like, aha moments or facing anything. Like, he just knew that he was supposed to be Ciri's father and protector. And, like, 
that's what he was going to do. Like, it didn't take him coming yeah, to that or like whatever. He saw, just realized it. We saw, like, these big swings with, like, Yennefer that were more dramatic. because Yeah. Be, uh, because, yeah. well, really, because I think if I can make another comparison to The Dark Knight, I think it's it's more like there's more there's more in that there's more um out intense things happening with other characters where kind of what's happening with uh Bruce Wayne and that a little bit is they're they're sort of doing this thing of like uh, how far are you going to go with this you know and i mm-hmm. so that's how i feel like in the witcher it's like these other characters are literally being like psychologically tortured by some witch or something. Um, whereas Geralt, he is, he does have like little things he's dealing with, but they just, you know, they don't, <laughs> they, they don't stick out or like they don't uh, stick with you as much as like some of these crazier elements. Yeah. Maybe that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, because I, I really wasn't meaning that in, like, a bad way, but every time I tried to say that, it came so it sounded like I was dogging on Geralt. Yeah. I, I liked him, and, and particularly, I thought that him and Siri were great together. I was I was wondering kind of how that dynamic would be. Like, That's you know, cool. Like, sometimes yeah. when you get, like, kind of the gruff loner and, like, the kid that comes along, you can feel a little bit like, meh. But, dude, at the end of the first episode where he's finally teaching Siri how to, like, train and just kind of is i i thought that they really did like a good job kind of balancing like not changing him so 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 much but like changing mm-hmm. him enough that like he knows that he's now responsible he's like a parent and like um i thought it was great and like i particularly actually the scenes where the three of them were together were were great yeah yeah that's yeah towards the end um yeah it's just that storyline in general was kind of it's it was kind of intense actually i was not expecting it to be that intense in that way uh, one of the things that uh that i thought was was pretty cool is like the roles of like almost kind of reverse now with Geralt and Yennefer where like last season it was it was Geralt who kind of messed up and Yennefer left him because she was mad about him like wishing them having an intertwined destiny and now Obviously, Yennefer has betrayed them, and, and Geralt is just like, fuck you, sister. Like, <laughs> that, I, I kind of, I liked that little subversion there. This is a very, this is a very classical, like, TV romance of, like, oh, will oh, they yeah. ever be on the same page? Can they ever just get together? <laughs> Man, and, and Geralt, he, uh, he was about, he could have had, what, what's the other mage's name? Um, Triss? Triss. Yeah. He 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 could have done the ultimate revenge, but uh, he he did Yo, the right thing. He's he such a, head he's high. a good like, guy. Nope. <laughs> he's a great guy. He's, after becoming a dad, before he was a dad, he would have done that for sure. Maybe that's for sure. But now that he's a dad, no. Maybe that's what like it goes along with what you're saying about his character too. Is like he doesn't really like. Maybe it's just like he doesn't really fault so much this season. You know, he's it's more of him. Mm. Uh, contemplating his past faults and stuff like that. Um, well, the character, I feel like that season two was very much invested in building up was obviously Siri. I, I think that she was like the mm-hmm. the focus of the season to a, to a large extent. And probably after that, Yennefer. But Siri is like, she's got like just 
tons of different things going on. So everybody wants her for their own reasons. She is, let me see if I get this right. So she is a child of destiny. She's like uh, half elf or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So she, so, and that's that's why uh, Nilfgaard invaded her home in the very first place. Um, so they want to yeah. get her back. But she also, because she's this half elf, is like she has the potential to be this harbinger of doom for the world. And so the Witcher's first instinct is like, we gotta kill her because she's gonna unleash monsters. But then they warm up to her, and then like she's just, she's just got so much crazy stuff going on. Everybody wants a piece of her. She's got these unreal powers that she doesn't know how to control. She also can use magic, kind of, sort of. She's a, like got that ability going on. So yeah, she was like all over the place, and she's like training her ass off to be a Witcher, which I actually kind of liked. Where like they kind of. You know when, like, sometimes when shows are, like, this is the chosen one and, like, they're fucking awesome at everything? Like, she kind of sucked being a witcher for a while. Like, she got her ass kicked for a while. Which looked brutal, by the way, when, the, when that, like, stick, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it, like, American Gladiator oh, thing yeah. knocked well, her off. Looked, this, looked it brutal. Whacked. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was putting in the work this season. I, I, think that, uh, I think that she was probably the most interesting character of season two. Yeah, they... They did a good job of like, oh, like showing like, oh, here's like, like all these like destructive things that can have as a result of her. But like, um, yeah, it just had this thing of like, but that wouldn't, that wouldn't automatically make her like the best at everything. You know, it just makes sense. It makes sense that she is has this like crazy power, but also has to be like strive to be normal. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved all, I loved all the training uh, I just, stuff. I, that was cool. That that was cool. I thought that it was like, I don't know. I I, I thought that the acting actually of her was like really really good. Uh, like, um, I I feel like last season you didn't really get much of a chance to see. I'm not sure what the actress's name is, but you didn't get much of a chance to see her kind of like do anything super special. And I thought that she like I thought she hung with Geralt. I thought she hung with Yennefer um, in every scene. So I think that she did a good job. In, yeah. in that regard. I but yeah, it was like. Um, I did like that character a lot more this season. I thought her story was a little bit better. Like I, I'm I similar to what I said earlier. I kind of felt like when her part showed up in the last season, I was like, "Can we get to the like the Witcher part?" <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I I think that's it. Yeah, that's the point I was going for. Is like I felt like I wasn't just like. Yeah, because like last last time or last season was just kind of like, Ugh, like it felt like some episodes. I, I, I thought that the they, the center parts were cheap and like the you know, it it seemed like certain episodes. Fi- I guess finally realizing why she was special helped. Well, well, yeah, and and she's now like off on an adventure, um, and like training to fight and stuff is kind of fun. Whereas I feel like some of the episodes I think of hers in the first season they just have there to like remind you of her like i feel like there's a lot of parts where they're just kind of like sitting around <laughs> uh in, in the mm-hmm. forest or something um and then like it's not until the last few episodes where like they ramp up her involvement in in the plot tying it all together where it really comes into play and maybe that's to this season like to to the credit of it focusing less on monster of the week is it's you know 
it then this story now you feel the whole time like the concern it doesn't ever feel like um series like doing nothing so maybe it just makes it more interesting um so she she ends up being possessed at the end of the season by um by the lady in the hut and dude that montage where she was just killing witchers fuck that was that was pretty brutal i was uh yeah, that was good stuff. I really liked that finale. Where actually, I I liked most of the finale, um, where they were like battling Siri. I would have actually liked to see Siri like battle herself rather than the monsters. I think that that could have been cool. Um, but yeah, that was dude when she was just off in those Witchers. I was like, holy shit. Let's let's talk about uh, our third main player, and that of course is Yennefer, and she uh, she's lost her magic. The one thing. That made her special, according to Yennefer. Um, so she can't, she doesn't have the ability to use magic anymore, and she gets kidnapped by Nilfgaard after unleashing. So I, I didn't pick up on this in season one, but I guess flame magic is really bad in the Witcher universe. It's like really bad if you're using it. I guess so, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know the lore that much, but that seemed to be the thing. You know, speaking of, by the way, speaking of, so there's this, there's this guy in season two and he's like a flame, like he's a, he's a mage who uses flames and he's, he's tracking down Siri like everyone else is. And, um, they, they reveal who he's working for, or I no, I don't know if they ever reveal who he's working for, but I think it's implied that it's Yennefer. Am I imagining that or, or is that what happened? They, uh, the fire guy. I don't really remember now. <laughs> They kept calling him Firefucker. I remember that. Firefucker. That's it. Yeah. He was working for her. See, some of the some of these plot details, I sort of like would miss some of it. I'd be like, "What?" And then I'd be like, "Ah, whatever." <laughs> and I'd I keep vibing. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I got that right or not because, like, I I thought that that was kind of like part of the betrayal of Yennefer's that she like secretly maybe hired Firefucker to to catch Siri. Mm, I don't know. Oh. I, pr- I probably I don't think I got this right, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I, I did. Was maybe it was for... just. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Anyway, so so Yennefer has lost her powers, and uh, she's make she's made a deal with the devil to get him back, and she she's gonna sell out Siri to this lady in the hut, and um, I thought that this was. Uh, it was kind of, it was a cool like premise to see if she would actually do it or not, but I was I was kind of surprised that she did. Like I I know that she that she wanted her powers back, and I guess she ultimately did help get Siri out. But like, um, it, it seemed kind of odd that like she would do that, but then she she had just like risked her life for Yaskier, who like she hates and whatever. So mm-hmm. I I thought that that was a cool thread. One thing that I that I was a little bit disappointed with was with her character. Is that it seemed like they were kind of building up like Yennefer and uh uh Cahir. Is that his name? The prisoner, uh, yes, the Nilfgaard prisoner. Yeah. It seemed like they were building up something with those two, and then they just like completely dropped it. Like completely. Like he went on the boat and she stayed in whatever town, and like that was the end of it. I, I think that that could have been really interesting if they would have kept on building that up. But uh yeah, they just dropped yeah. it cold. I wonder if that's not something that they could go back on but yeah i feel like they had a they had a cool dynamic that i thought there would be more episodes of them travel on their travels you know yeah i i thought so too and i was just like this is a cool um 
know, this is a cool pairing. It's like an odd pairing, not one that you would expect. And I was just like, okay, like, I wonder if they're going to throw, like, maybe uh, Kahir into, like, a, a love triangle kind of thing with, like, Geralt and Yennefer and... Uh, but then, yeah, they never really, uh, they never really went that way, which no. I thought was too bad. Because he doesn't, he doesn't really do much for the rest of the season after that. He's just kind of friends with Frangilla, kind of, sorta. And I can't tell. I know we're kind of getting sidetracked with Kahir, but I, I can't tell if he's like for Frangilla or against her. Yeah, I think that's meant to be a dangling thread going forward. Okay. Right. Sometimes that's- when I'm watching The Witcher, I'm just like, do I just not understand, or do am I like? I think you're supposed uh, to. Or is it supposed I, to be like that? Yeah, I think you're supposed to feel like you're feeling. I think. I get. Yeah, I. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know for sure. I did confirm um, that it was. It's never revealed who. Like you made me think. Like who was the firefucker working for? And they don't reveal that. <laughs> it's like meant to be a secret. So that's another okay. thing that it could have been implied that it's her. Like maybe they're like trying to. It's something that they're trying to tease, I guess. So, so maybe they would make a couple implications, you know. Maybe it's her. I don't know. Could it be? Yeah. Well, I don't know what I was watching. With like, what scene where I saw that where I was like, dude, did did uh, did Yennefer hire a firefucker? But uh, well, yeah, I'm, it, I'm just looking the, now, and it's a it's an unresolved plot hole. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's something that we're gonna find out. Uh, but yeah, I thought that uh, Yennefer had a nice kind of arc in this season, which was ironic, too, because, like, she had the opportunity to have what she always wanted, which was a child, which, you know, would come in the form of, um, you know, mentoring Siri on how to use magic, which she does. And I feel like she's very rewarded by, but she still does this and she still sells her out, which is uh, uh, too bad for Yennefer. I guess like yeah. not completely out of character though. I was I was surprised that she did it. I thought that she like was gonna pull a fast one, and I guess she kind of did. But I, maybe I thought she was gonna pull a faster one or something like that. I don't know. But uh, seems scene, like something. The scene where oh, dude, when Siri realizes that Yennefer is about to fuck her was was pretty cool too. Or uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, where Siri realizes that. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think that's something they could go going forward still have her do like kind of like that could be the resolution to her arc maybe is like getting really involved in being this figure or whatever who um mother siri or something i don't know um yeah i i I thought that they i thought that yennefer and i thought that siri both had some some pretty strong like stuff going on in this season so that that was like i was kind of saying like i i feel like it was kind of at the expense of some of the other characters, like se- like uh, not yeah. just characters, but like you know, um, monster of the week kind of kind of guys that you would meet. But uh, I, I feel like the trade off was pretty much okay. Yeah, no, no, I think I think with those, you're right. I think with those characters, it did a good job. Um, so yeah, I I I do I did enjoy that element a lot. Um. Tell me what you thought about the rest of the Witchers. The rest of them? Um, they're cool, I guess. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what I expected. Um, but they're, yeah, I don't know. They're fine. The The one who stuck out to me that was... 
ended up being interesting was that one who Siri killed. Just because he, that, I don't know, they gave him some shine and it was like, this is a weird guy. <laughs> this guy's mm-hmm. no, this guy is bad news. Um, and then I will say I liked, uh, what's his name? The main guy. Vesemir. <laughs> Vesemir. Yeah, Vesemir. <laughs> so, okay, dig this. There is Vesemir, the, the Witcher, and there is Vesemir, who is the king of uh, some other continent in this show. And they're in the same season, and they have the same fucking name. Oh, no. Vesemir and Vesemir. <laughs> I respect I respect them for, for going with that, to be honest. Because, like, I think if you would have had any other show, they're like, I'm changing one of these guys' names. This is ridiculous. Well, no, they got to keep... They want to keep it accurate. Yeah, well, there so. you go. I, so props to Vesemir and Vesemir. Yeah, I thought that Vesemir was really cool, actually. And, like... Because he, he wasn't, um, he was, like, a good mentor, but, like, not, you know, when you, like, you get a mentor like that, it's like, all right, how long till this guy just dies? Like, that's that's what he's here to do. He's here to die and, like, make, you know, Geralt the new head of the Witchers and stuff like that. But he never really did. I, I felt like he always kept kind of a, a mm-hmm. calm head. Like, he he was like, Geralt, you did what you had to do when, when Geralt killed um, the other Witcher became a tree monster. Uh, so he, I, I feel like he was always like believable and like doing stuff that made sense, which I appreciate in a show like this, right? Where not everything does make sense. So it also I, yeah, had, I thought that he was cool. It also had like the cool kind of conflict of like he wanted to like he had given up on wanting to res- bring back the Witchers or make new yeah. Witchers, but then he does. But then he finds out what Siri is, and he's conflicted about that. Like that was all, and like then the, how that. T- how that ties into his relationship with um, Geralt uh, was really cool, you know? Like, Geralt mm-hmm. did, like, go back to what you said, he kind of did what you expected him sort of to do as the protagonist. But I think just, yeah, his interactions with Vesemir was cool. And Vesemir, he, he kind of kept on doing things that I didn't expect him to do in this show. Like when he finds out that like uh Siri's blood contains the the like secret ingredients to making Witcher sauce or whatever the hell it is. I was just <laughs> yeah, like what? I was like, Alright, this is gonna be bad. Like we're gonna have a big conflict here. And then he like next episode he's like, Siri, can I have some of your blood so that I can make Witcher juice? And and everything was fine. And I was like, Okay, cool. And then like this, at the does ending he not consider killing her too. Well, I was or gonna say that at the ending. To, yeah. He's just like, I, I need to kill her because, like, she's this, like, massive demon monster. And then Geralt's like, no, 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 we can save her. And he's like, like, I'm thinking, like, this guy's not going to wait for that. He's not going to go for this. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And then at the very end, when, like, all hell is breaking loose and all the witchers are getting killed by Ciri's monster. I was like, all right, this fucker is going to is gonna kill her and Geralt's going to have to put him down. And again, they, they didn't do that with him. He just kind of went for it and he's like, no, nope, nope. And I was like, all right, this guy's making sense. I, I I I liked it. Yeah. It's funny to me now that I think about it, because when you just think about it out of context a little bit, in terms of was Geralt's story that interesting or not, <laughs> I think it is kind of interesting that it's like his plot revolved around everybody wanting to kill his daughter. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's yeah. kinda that's kinda crazy. Um, so one thing, I guess, uh, one thing that I read a lot of was the guy 
who is the tree monster, who I, I can't remember his name, I'm sorry. Apparently this dude plays like a huge role in the actual Witcher books or video games or whatever, and they, they kind of unceremoniously killed him in uh, in the first episode here. So oh. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll never know what that guy They don't uh, got plans for him. Books. I guess not, no. He's future endeavored. Um, I, I can appreciate that. Like, sometimes... Yeah. Where it's like, you, you don't want it to be like, you know everything that's going to happen from the source material. I assume. I don't know how the, the real Witcher readers feel, but we'll see. Uh, I actually read something that Witcher readers were review bombing this show because of slight changes like that. It's like, oh my god! It's just yeah. like it's just like all those scenes in Final Fantasy VII remake where stuff starts to happen differently, and all the people are like, "This isn't like the original." <laughs> they like furiously try to correct things. That's what I picture happening. Dude, is yeah, like come on, like <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think that what you said is like exactly that. Like you don't want to know everything that happens. Um, but yeah, that. so the the other Witcher that I thought was cool is like the uh, the uh, the red haired one, the the ginger Witcher. I thought he was good. He was gruff with Siri. Siri earned his respect. I thought that yeah. was a nice little uh, mini yeah, storyline they had going on. Yeah, some of them did had like nice little moments. I I can appreciate that for sure. Um, I thought that it was a nice moment too, and like everybody's making fun of Siri for dressing up and and looking pretty when uh, when Triss comes by, and like Siri is so crushed. I was no. just like, did I do that to my sister? Like, damn. Oh, <laughs> you felt like it made you relive your past as a bully. Let me, let me tell you a story. Actually, let me <laughs> okay. tell you a story. All right, so my. So I, I, I grew up with my aunt, right? I lived with my aunt. So my sister is technically my cousin, just to add some context to this. Um, mm. But so my, my aunt went to, uh, she, she actually went to France for a week. One of her friends had like two tickets given to her and was just asked my aunt if she wanted to go. So that left my sister alone with me, my uncle, and my brother. So my sister was just like feeling very out of sorts without, uh, without my aunt there. And so... Uh, one of my aunt's best friends calls and is just like, I'm going to take Emily out to get her hair done. And so we're just like, okay. And so we, we, uh, we were told that Emily was going to get like blonde. Like she's, she has like brown hair, but she's going to go blonde or something like that. So she comes back a couple hours later, we're out playing basketball in like the backyard. And my sister comes and she's like, Hey guys. And it's me, my brother and, uh, the son of the friend who took Emily out. We're all playing basketball. We're like, Hi. And she just kind of lingers around and we're just like, what? And she's like, how are you? And we're just like, what do you, good, what do you want? Do you want to play? And like all three of us were like completely oblivious that she got her hair done and she had not let us live that down for a long time. Wow. You don't even care. You don't even pay attention. This was a bad dye job, dude. It looked exactly the same. I was like, when are you going for your hair appointment? Uh, I'm telling you, it wasn't very good. It was placebo. <laughs> it didn't even happen. Oh man, um, yeah. I thought that uh, yeah, the, the Witcher stuff was cool. I, I like their hideout too. Their tree was nice. Uh, too bad it got destroyed. The oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the setting was neat. It looks like I've only I've only played a little bit or seen a little bit of the games, but I know that setting and it looked you know from it looked like from the game, <laughs> you know. So that was cool. Um, yeah, one character that I thought 
had like a heck of a season two is uh, Frangilla. I thought, oh, that yeah. she, so she was, I thought she was kind of lame in season one, not lame, but like there's, there's really nothing to her. Like she just, she kind of decided to be evil because she was sent to an evil place. And I was like, okay, whereas this season, I thought that she was like way better, like way better. Like she, she was embracing her, like her skills as a magician, as a mage. And like, I think once she kind of realized that she didn't have the raw power of Yennefer, but like lean into a different side of her power that made her a stronger mage. I thought that the, um, the friendship with her and Francesca was actually very nice and very refreshing to see like actual kind of like friends in this show. Um, Mm -hmm. so I thought that she was really good and dude, that scene where she just fucking killed everybody at that dinner table was like, oh my God. holy smokes. Were they, it, it was in bullet time. <laughs> Dude, it, this was crazy. Um, yeah, that was a really cool scene, actually. I think, um, th- I definitely noticed, like, oh, this is just a lot more, like, yeah, this person got to shine a little bit more. Yeah. But, um, I also, it was, like, tied to, like, the scene, a lot of the scenes was tied to the stuff that I was, like, I think on uh, ranking things on like the most I engage with <laughs> in The Witcher, uh, really like the I know it's like central to like the plot with Siri, but like overall the whole like political stuff, like they're dropping a lot of like names and places, uh, and it and I'm usually sort of like it's not actually confusing, but I think I'm just like not as like on board or like willing to go with it, you know? So I'm like, who what? Uh- What's uh, I was, was going to save this, but let's just go to okay. it now. I wrote like, down, like, I, I think that all the political stuff was lame. Um, and, and for the pretty much the exact reason that you just said, like, there's so many names. There's so many people. It's like they do bring back some of the characters from season one that were in the, like, story of the week. Like, I think that Elf King is, is we're supposed to remember him from season one. Yeah. And I was like, who the, who the hell is this? Um, and there's, like, way... Like the, so, there's the two there's the two kings, right? Who sit on the board? Who have the wizard from season one, as well as the teacher from the magic school, as well as the guy that the teacher is dating, who won the battle at Sodden, even though really Yennefer won that. It's like you have there's there's all of these characters, and it's like who is who, who represents what, who is motivated by by what. Um, yeah, was, there's way too much going on. I felt like, and every time that they were on, I was like, "Oh God, like I, enough." I always I find like I'm always so insecure about how I feel about it because I'm I sometimes think like, "Am I just like a stick in the mud?" Because I think like about how people say that stuff about Matrix Reloaded or the Star Wars prequels, like oh, all the all the lore, all the politics. That's all all nonsense you know but i lo- kind of love it now after time i wonder if like am i maybe there's something in there that i just haven't clicked with or you know what i mean i don't well, know well hold on let's let's be fair though you, you i mean you brought that up right like we, we've only seen this once like this came out a month ago right so uh-huh. it, it, it hasn't really had time to gestate like i don't think a single soul in the world walked away from the the architect scene in matrix reloaded and was like that was awesome Right, like it takes a long time to digest what he's saying and like how he's saying it to really kind of 
in my opinion, appreciate that scene. And I'm sure it's probably the same thing here. Like, I'm sure everybody, like, if you're a Witcher fan, you probably have a leg up because you kind of know who's who, who represents what. But, like, if you're a fan just watching this show, like, you like the Witcher show, but, like, you've never played a game, you never read the books. It's just like, what what is happening here? Now, I will say that um, I thought that the... I thought that the political stuff with Frangilla and uh, Nilfgaard was okay. I like um, the idea. That was, that was easy to understand, I feel like. I like the idea of what it was going for with her character. It was sort of building her up as like this, you know, intense uh, political figure, you know, like her yeah. seizing her seizing power or something. Like, I, I thought that that was an easy storyline to wrap my head around, at least, where it's like, she needs something to curry favor with, uh, is it Nilfgaard or Nilfheim? I can't remember. I think it's Nilfgaard. Nilfgaard. Anyway, she needs something to curry favor with Nilfgaard because she lost the Battle of Sodden. Um, and that thing that she's using to curry favor is her alliance with the elves. And they're, they're aligned because of, like, the visions that they had. We can talk about that in a second, but, like, the... the they're aligned with the elves and they're using him for soldiers and that's that makes sense to me and without that then she's expendable so i like i feel like i i get that right like but then the rest of it was just like there there's a lot of stuff going on yeah yeah i, I agree with that like that part of it was cool the other stuff i just i don't know i i again i don't know maybe i just wasn't willing to engage with it fully you know i was just sort of like like once those scenes started happening, I like almost immediately was like, uh, what? You know, like I, I was almost like immediately like looking away, <laughs> you know? Um, and I wonder if I just kind of like was more accepting of it, if maybe I could get into it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe it'll be more digestive. Like I felt the same way you did. So, okay. You know. I feel like you're I, better I, at paying attention to like, me. So, <laughs> well, it, it was like it was a lot. Like as as my father would always say, it's five pounds of shit in a ten. Wait, I fucked that up. It's ten pounds <laughs> of shit in a five pound bag. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, the elves, Francesca, uh, and the elf king, they were doing their thing. Her baby was born. But then her baby was killed, which was fucked up, which actually was also super fucked up because Francesca or I'm sorry, Frangilla uh, took the credit for that and then uh, got called out on that at the end of the season. Yeah, I thought I thought they were trying to go somewhere with like, oh, she went there, <laughs> you know, but similar to um, Yennefer. But yeah, it was, fun. <laughs> it was fun when she got called out. Um. Yaskir is back, so he's he was fun. I think that yeah, uh, yeah. his new song wasn't very good though. Is that burn song? Not very good. What'd you think of I, that song? I I'm I haven't been really pro any of his songs. Uh, I did like the spoons one, but uh, I don't know. There's something about his songs that they they don't sound to me like a bard song or something. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Like it it just always like. That's the one, like the one thing that tonally never fits to me. I don't know. I just, I was sure, I was sure that we were going to hear "Toss a Coin to Your Witcher" at some point this season, and it never happened. I appreciate, I, like, oh, I appreciate man. that to like, yeah, not make it a, uh, not make it the catchphrase or something, you know. 
I I was about that song. I it it certainly doesn't sound like a bard song to your point, but like catchy, I, I think yeah. it was a catchy song. Yeah. So yeah, I mean he was good. He was kind of doing his thing. He was uh, you know, he was uh, taking elves to safe haven. So he's a good guy deep down. Yeah, yeah. That's I. Had, he's like had to walk <laughs> down the mountain in those boots. That's why I'm so mad at Geralt. <laughs> That was a great scene. I like when they were reunited. That was that was pretty wonderful. All right, Goo. Let's talk about the lady in the hut. Explain to explain to everybody what the hell is up with this lady in the hut, aka the deathless mother. Let's see if you can. You want me to it. explain? I I'm hoping that. What? Like, how you about you? You go and then how, I'll go. Okay, because you heard what I just said about paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I even like this part, but I was so I I wasn't paying attention. But here's what I think it is. Okay, it's Lady in the Hut. It's like a witch that lives in like a hut that like <laughs> gr- grows legs and walks around, which is fucking cool. Uh, great monster there, the Hell House. Um, oh fuck! But anyway, it's a witch that it. I don't know to what end, I can't remember what its motive is, but it, like, well, maybe it just feeds, but it, like, exploits people's, um, like, worst weaknesses and, like, and, like, almost psychologically tortures them, uh, to then, like, I don't know, like, sacrifice, they want to make sacrifice of like siri to her or something so i don't know that's my best shot at it what what was their actual deal okay well i i'll i'll try my best but i was pretty i was kind of lost on on the deathless mother as well but as far as i understand this is a monster that the very first witchers imprisoned in this hut and to to see her like you have to, you have to do like the Beetlejuice thing where you say a line and then she she appears. Yes, and like okay. she was actually the big villain of the series, which I didn't realize until like see like episode five or six or something like that. But like, so she she made a deal with Francesca, Frangilla, and Yennefer, and uh, Yennefer does not accept her deal, but Frangilla and Francesca do. So they're given, like, lots of good stuff, but then it's taken away at the end of the season. And she feeds on, like, hurt and death and pain and stuff like that. So I, th- I think that's the foundation. But after that, I just I was just like, okay, well, like, how did they, uh, like, how did they get to her in the first place? Like, uh, like all these three. Like, how did they know to go in this hut? And, like, what? I, I don't know. I was just like, okay. And so at the end of, uh, at the, end of the season... The Deathless Mother is the one that possesses Ciri when she's killing all of these witchers. But then somehow... And so Geralt, by the way, is just like, Possess me instead, Deathless Mother. You can have me. And she's like, no. But then Yennefer just like, is just like, have me. And she slits her wrist and Deathless Mother is like, okay. And then she goes into Yennefer and I don't understand that. And then mm-hmm. it's revealed that she's actually not from the universe of the witcher she's from another world and that those monolith things are in fact portals gooey portals to to other worlds so she just wants to get back home to her world like literally looks, literally looks like hell 
They say other spheres. Do they mean that like planets? Or is it like I took it as dimension? I mean, uh, tomato, tomato. I guess. I know, but wouldn't it be sweet if like they all if there was like a galaxy? (laughs) I don't know. That seems cool to me. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's weird. That I don't understand the part. Um, like where Yennefer like slit her wrists. Like, did that make? Why did she? I don't know. Yeah. I think I think she just needed to get out of Siri and Yennefer needed to do something redeeming. And I think that's why that happened. Cause I it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it would yeah, it's it seems weird. Maybe it I don't know, maybe it was built up that that would like compel her or something. I don't know. Maybe it, like that's what I think sometimes when I see that. Like, did I just miss a detail or something, you know? I think that it could have used a lot more room to breathe and a lot more explanation. Um, yeah. But I, I think what's supposed to be our big takeaway is that uh, the Deathless Mother goes back to her world, which is the world, like the hell world or whatever. And that's the, the vision that Siri keeps on seeing of what, what she could unleash. And so she... she the Deathless Mother going back to her world and, like, riding with the other people in the sun is supposed to unleash something called the Wild Hunt, which sounds really bad. And Siri maybe is the key to the Wild Hunt. I, I think that's where we're going next. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it was confusing. Yeah, it was like, that's, she went with Siri because Siri could open up the portals. Siri brought her home, but now... They're like, we're we're gonna go ham? I don't know. <laughs> it, it, so th- it, these portals it, are where monsters come from as well, I guess. Okay, so we'll maybe get some more monsters. That'd be good. Um, but then, like, so the, the, the monolith was broken and more monsters were coming in. I also didn't actually quite understand the logistics of that either. But uh, I guess whatever. It was kind of random. Yeah. It would just be like, here's a dragon, like... Here's another dragon. It's bigger. Um, and then he kills that dragon pretty easily. Um, oh, like in in seconds, this dude, this dragon is dead. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, yeah that another case of like. You guys kind of drop the ball a little bit on the monster killing sometimes. Um, all right. A couple quick hits here. We had. Do you remember uh, Dar- Dara, the elf boy? from season one yeah this guy's back he's a spy he's spying on what's going on with frangil and francesca for um for the owl guy so he he's kind of doing his thing he he has like just a nice little part that's that's there Mm -hmm. not really important but a, a familiar face i guess yeah and i think they were trying to build up some sort of like elf uh revolt you know or like them, the elves like sticking up for themselves more. It, um, I think they were like leaning towards that. So maybe showing some of them is important. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I feel like he might not be long for this world in, in season three. He feels like he's in uh, some danger to me <laughs> going forward. Yeah, uh, I, ho- I hope I'm be. wrong. Um, so yeah, he's here. So Istred, I I had to remember who he was. But I thought that he was like kind of interesting in this season because like he's he's like this big expert or whatever about monoliths and monsters and stuff like that and that's the uh 
that's the guy that that Yennefer kind of, mm. I guess, liked back when back before she transformed into like beautiful Yennefer. And this guy, I don't know, he seems like a, a decent enough guy. And the the scene where him and and Geralt were together was cool, especially when like Geralt's like it's Yen after he calls her Yenny or something like that. Yenny, uh, I don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a little bit going on. It wasn't. I I I didn't like it or dislike it, you know. Oh, I like him. I mm-hmm. like I like the actor and stuff. So, like it's, but yeah, I don't know his stuff. I didn't really. There was some moments. There was a scene where he's talking to like two old people that are like like information brokers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I I was <laughs> watching this scene. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I was like, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, uh, like, let's just say I was watching it and I was in another state of mind. Where I was just <laughs> like, what the fuck is, I couldn't tell if she was a puppet or if she was a real person. And I still don't know. Cause I was, I was oh just God. like in another dimension watching uh, this. I was like, holy fuck. This is, this is sure. super weird. Uh, so yeah, he was fine. Um, Triss, she was back. I actually, like, completely forgot about her from season one. And I feel like she didn't really do much in season two. She just kind of, she wanted to bang Geralt, which is fine. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then she spent a little bit of time tutoring Siri, which is fine. But she was kind of just a placeholder until Yennefer got to her, which is what we all really wanted. So, like, she was okay. She was okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of feel similarly about her as I do the last guy. Where it's like I didn't love it, didn't hate it. It was it was nice. It was nice though. Um, the the most emotional moment of this second season, I think, by far, by far, is when Geralt's horse is robbed from us, dude. I know this was. This was brutal. So so sad. Samantha almost started crying. I shit you not. No way. Okay. I swear to God. Well, dude, such- if, if we're watching a movie and a dog dies, she's she's crying no matter what. They did have such a you know some tender moments in the first season. Oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bummer. Dude, this this was Roach was the horse's name. This was this was sad. Yeah, never be another one like him. He does get he does get a new horse in the end, so yeah, it's 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 still sad. Though. It was a sad moment. <laughs> I I often feel sadder when like an, the animal companion dies than when when I'm, like a person dies in a show. Horses is like the all the rage now in killing. I feel like well, maybe I'm just thinking about like the ability for your horse to die in like Breath of the Wild or something. Um I've seen many devastating stories and moments from people, so maybe that's why it's in my head. As like, why do people kill horses now? Man, did you ever play Shadow of the Colossus? That was that was pretty devastating. You know what I'm talking about. There's a horse death in it. I remember you ride around the horse. Yeah, right before you get to the final one. It's like the point of no return in the game. Like when you, oh man, when you're going to fight like the final boss, your your horse doesn't make it over the. Uh, over the leap, he leaps, but then he falls. It's it's very sad. 
Yeah, Hort, that's, yeah, the animal deaths, they can get you. Um, but there it is, man. That's all the notes I had for stuff that stuck out to me in season two of The Witcher. Um, anything we missed? Anything you want to go over and expand on? Anything? Um, I think we covered everything. I think, I think we're pretty it's extensive. Not, not really something I care too much about, but I don't think we talked about, like, the one bald dude. Oh, owl guy, right, yeah. We, yeah, oh, I guess you mentioned him in sort of name, but he... <laughs> you know what I'll say about the show is, like, sometimes I don't know what they're talking about, but I, I catch the vibe so much that I, like, feel like I get what they're talking about. Um, okay. Where I'm like, yeah, sure, this seemed like... I get what he's saying, even though I didn't understand a word of it, and I feel like that guy, I always got it. I'm like... When, like, even when they introduce, like, him showing that one guy, like, oh, they poisoned you or something, I'm like, who are these people? What, what are the, what's their deal? Ah, it doesn't matter. I get, I get what this guy's deal is. He's like a, mm. a he's like a killer. He's a killer. Ruthless. Oof. So many ruthless I think this guy's going to be, going to be big in the next season. Oh, you know what, you know what we didn't talk about, actually, that we should mm. talk about as well, is the, the ending of the show. Oh yeah. Our yeah. series father is is still kicking around. And I was thinking like this guy was a fucking hedgehog, wasn't he? But I guess he was cured of his hedgehogness uh once the law of surprise was invoked, right? Th- that's think, what I thought one. too cuz didn't the deathless mother or someone like tempt her with images of her parents or something? Uh, uh huh. or, or wasn't there scenes with her parents, right? So, yeah, the, in the in the final scene, um, yeah, there there's like a a fake world with like series parents that were still alive. Yeah, and so when I first saw the the dude, her dad, I I was like, <laughs> I don't know, I was very confused because I associated him with a being a hedgehog, and then when it was saying like this is him in this world. I, I I was like, are we supposed to think that doesn't look like him? Or are we supposed to think it does look like him? And then when mm-hmm. we see that he's still alive, I'm like, I guess that's just what he looks like. I don't, I don't know. I guess he's not a hedgehog. Maybe I missed a detail there. I don't know. I, I think he was cured of his hedgehogness by, by this guy or by Geralt from invoking the law of surprise. But then, okay. uh, we're we're told that oh yeah that, is that uh, it? Okay. her parents die, but uh, I guess we never see that, so that makes sense that this guy's alive. But then like so I guess he's like the pr- the prince of of Nilfgaard, and he wants his daughter back, and that actually ra- retroactively makes sense why Nilfgaard invaded, uh, Sintra in the first place. So I, I kind of like that actually. It, it makes a little bit of sense. Why, why is he That's so? Fine. Why is he secretive? <laughs> I don't know. He could have just said like, "Yo, you got my daughter." Yeah, give her, give her back. I guess because the law of surprise. Well, this is before uh, Geralt even invoked the law of surprise. Like he could have, he could have went to the grandma and been like, "Give me my daughter back." Although I guess the the grandma absolutely hated this guy. She tried to kill him, so she probably would have said no. So yeah, that. whatever. <laughs> I I can't come out against any like missing that stuff because, like I said, I I feel like. I probably just missed something. I think, I think that is, uh, that is it 
for oh, yeah. season two. I feel like we covered every major character, every major moment. Um, solid season. I Like I said, I really like this season. Um, yeah. And it's kind of cool that like um, Netflix seems to be going with like The Witcher as one of yeah. its big shows. And it, like they, by all accounts, this did really well. I was reading that like it had over 2 billion minutes watched in like the first month. So that's pretty... Oh. Pretty bonkers, but they're definitely expanding the universe of The Witcher on Netflix, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, is it out? Like, they did an anime, right? Yeah, I think it's out, like, right now. We'll have to check that out. I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. Yeah. Oh, for sure, because that looks cool. Yeah, I like it. I I like this Witcher show, Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally down for more. I think, when I think of The Witcher, I feel like the phrase, um... I'm going to butcher how this goes, but, like, have you heard the phrase, like, the uh, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole? Okay, yeah. So, by that, I I've, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I feel like, like, the characters of The Witcher make it a lot better than it should be. Because, like, the story is, is kind of sloppy at times, but I feel like the characters are, like, really good. And the people that play them are really good. So, like, they can make this this kind of story, which doesn't always make a lot of sense, like a lot better than it, than it probably should be. If it was like, I don't know, lesser characters or lesser actors portraying them. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can agree with that. It, it, it's somehow, it's got all these things that I, with, I complain about, but it all, it all somehow works too at the same time. So it's hard to, it's hard to stay mad at it because <laughs> it, yeah. I think cause it, it is really charming, <laughs> you know, like a, maybe it's just cause you have the most charming guy starring in the show, but I'm just always like delighted by the show, <laughs> even though it's like kind of brutal <laughs> sometimes it's still charming. Uh, well, I'm excited for season three. I think that'll be a good time. I hope that, uh, I hope that it doesn't take as long to come out. What did this one take like two years? come out was that it wow that is a lot it felt like longer actually wow i yeah we'll get i would think we'll get the next one sooner i would hope uh yeah i would hope too and uh, yeah i'm looking forward to that i think it'll be good and uh um you know i'm always i know my wife's always down for more witcher adventures so there you go i was even talking about maybe buying the witcher 3 when I'm finished yeah. my current project to play. So, so I've tried to play that game before and I, I always got a little like put off by there's all, like I said, all these proper nouns and stuff like that. But now that I feel like, cause that's the thing is like, everyone's talking about all these politics and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, but I think now that I've heard enough of those words, I think it'll be a case where I get into it, <laughs> you know, like I can, I can finally, like, digest it. Yeah. I, th- I think I told the story before where, like, I picked up The Witcher 3 and I played about an hour. But this was, like, immediately following. I-, I just finished Breath of the Wild and put, like, 250 hours into that game. And I was playing for, like, an hour. And I was like, no, I, I can't do this again. I need just, like a like, a nice, quick, easy, charming game to play that doesn't require me to, like, sink a million hours of my life into it, you know? Yeah. Oh, I know that feeling for sure. So, yeah, there it is. Season two of The Witcher. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you uh, thought of The Witcher season two. I think this is a thumbs up from both of us. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is a good oh, time. Thumbs up. Great candles in this season. There's always 
candles roaring in the background. I've never seen such luminous candles. Uh, So watch it for that alone. Uh, And the Witcher juice. You can learn how to make Witcher Witcher juice. juice. Watch this. Yeah, there's a little (laughs) how-to right in the middle. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get the spices just right though. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of black <laughs> shit that doesn't oh. taste good. No, oh, fuck. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Of course, you know where to check us out: SoundCloud, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Go and like and subscribe, and uh, check us out over on Twitter at Virtual Theater X at Spateri three sixteen at Gooey Fame, and over on Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Virtual Theater. Um, That is it, my friends. Until next time, we will see you then. Bye-bye.